What's up, y'all? This is your host, B. You are now tuned in to Bontroversial. DJ Shay Welcome back to another episode of Bontroversial. It's your boy B, man, the one and only host of Bontroversial. We're going to kick it off, man, with this NFL. Um, we'll give you a little two-piece. We're going to go in and get into the um, – blah, excuse me. We're going to get into that Pro Bowl, and then we're going to go ahead and get into the Super Bowl, man, um, what to expect this weekend coming up. And, um, yeah, let's rock out. So, you know, first things first, man, the Pro Bowl in itself, um, that straight up to me is trash. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not uh, – I don't, I don't see any pros in it besides accolades. And even that, that's a double-edged sword because in the NBA, the NFL, we all know – the all pro in the all NBA needs more than the all star and a pro bowl, um, in a pro bowl. And, um, not only that, when you look at the players that are selected, you know, they earned it, but then you got, you got uh, in NBA and NFL. I know we're talking about NFL, so I'm, I'm gonna stick to that. But in both sports, every year, at least 20%, maybe 25, you have guys that step in for guys that are injured. So they're getting the accolade that's not necessarily fully earned in that regard. And I just feel like the Pro Bowl is in a such a it's such in a funky place, you know, a week before the Super Bowl. So um you have a you have a good handful of players that won't be in it off both teams because obviously they're not gonna risk injury and things of that nature. Um, but that being said though, when I look at the Pro Bowl, um too many, too many quarterbacks playing. No quarterback can really get a rhythm. It's a drive or two drive basis thing. You got five or six quarterbacks on each end. Um, then you got cornerbacks playing receiver. You got, I mean, it's a circus out there. Like it's a circus. And I saw a clip. Um, I might add it to this video um, at this segment, depending on the copyright on it. But if you guys look on Twitter, you see Sean Taylor, bomb somebody in the Pro Bowl. And it's just like, obviously, you don't want to go hell-bent hard, but it's like, damn, like, this is not entertaining at all for the fans. Like, these guys aren't tackling. These guys aren't playing the position that got them to the Pro Bowl. It's just like a circus, man. And it's, um, and you know, obviously, they do a lot of challenges and things of that nature around, um, you know, the Pro Bowl and do these events to make revenue, make entertainment and things like that. But at the end of the day, if the biggest draw is the worst event, that's an issue. That's just an issue. And, and, and the NFL has to do a better job of that. I don't, I don't really have any suggestions on it because I think they should abolish it, period. Um, that's If any of you guys have suggestions, please below, drop them, comments, or while you subscribe as well. But I just don't see it. I don't see the purpose for the Pro Bowl anymore is super watered down. A lot of guys opt out or injured and don't play. So it's like you can see, um, you know, it's been a decline the last five years, maybe even 10, and it's very apparent. Moving on. So, excuse me. 
Now we got. Now we're gonna move on to the Alvin Kamara situation. Let me put a story real quick for you all. Make sure we got this right. So yeah, Kamara arrested on battery charges in Vegas. Um, brutally beat a gentleman. Um, it was him and his. It was him and his entourage and things of that nature. And from the reports that I'm hearing, it has something to do with the gentleman wanting to get on the elevator. This, that, and the third. These are allegations. I wasn't there. He wasn't convicted. I'll never convict somebody on a crime that hasn't been charged in the federal court of law. Um, so these are all alleged. And allegedly, there are stories going around that the gentleman wanted to get on the elevator. Alvin and his entourage pushed him, um, you know, shoved him away. Maybe, yeah, Alvin or his entourage, I'm not sure which one, pushed him and things of that nature. And then, boom, you know, the altercation ensued from there. Personally, I do understand not wanting, in, in the COVID age, I do understand. And even if you, you know, even being a star of his caliber, I do understand, especially if you with your entourage, you want to elevate it to yourself, things of that nature. Every, but it's about how you handle things. Um, you want to be on that by yourself? He's not budging. Um, you know, okay, obviously that's irritating as hell, but cool. You can have the elevator. I'll wait on the next one. Me and my crew can wait. It's all good. I think um, you know, the crew, you know, when you got it, when you got your crew out there, they're supposed to keep you out of trouble. They they did not do a good job of that and you know, ensued allegedly to help Alvin Kamara allegedly beat this man um pretty badly you know to get to get um to allegedly possibly could be convicted of five years for a battery charge um is is very hefty the dude did have very serious injuries and things of that nature but this all could have been prevented and i don't like that for alvin because alvin um is a guy from atlanta georgia you know i'm sure he's seen a lot been around a lot and you know this is a situation that he's probably found himself in before and handled it appropriately and i just feel like it was the wrong place wrong time for ak and it's it's very sad because he's a very talented guy and pretty level-headed from what i've seen obviously i don't know him personally but i just think that's something that needs to be um it needs to be obviously addressed, but also the NFL is going to have to take a look about, um, you know, the in Vegas, you know, you got Henry Ruggs happened with, with his situation and now you have AK in his situation. Now I'm not going to say the, the, what's that? What's the word? The common denominator is Vegas and another common denominator, and this may be drinking. Um, Henry Ruggs was on the DUI. I don't, like I said, I don't want to, everything in Kamara's case right now is alleged. So I don't want to necessarily say the drinking was involved in either party because I don't know. But being in Vegas, I have a good feeling that it was. And I think that um, obviously that Vegas brings so much money and revenue, it makes sense. But it has, like, how much? How much is it going to cost you in the long run? Um, you have you have one player already in jail, a, a superstar that may be facing jail time, and this is all happening in the same city, and it just makes me wonder, you know, how 
how can they keep the players safe in Vegas, head on straight, smooth sailing like it is in most other cities when they go? This is the first year of football in Vegas, and we've already had two pretty major incidents in regards to players being involved in, in experiences with civilians or whatever the case may be, they're not ending up good in Vegas. So I have questions about whether Vegas would be a good spot for sports moving forward, not for the generalization of having the sports in the town because people love that, but for the safety of the players as well. I think that the allure of Vegas along with the drinking and all the other things that happen in Vegas beyond sports um, could be, could become an issue for the NFL and maybe even other sports, depending on how big they are and what it, um, what's the word? How big they are and how big the presence of the players are in that sport. And I just hope that's something that gets cleaned up and looked at because Vegas is a great city. I've been a, a, a lot of times, but that is something that I'm sure kept people hesitant. Um, Golly, that, that was a crazy message I just read. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, you know, that, that's something that needs to get cleaned up, to, to say the very least. Um, and I hope it does, because Henry Ruggs is a very good player. Obviously, he has to do time for what he did. And obviously, we know what AK is. And, um, yeah, so I, I hope they get solved correctly. And I hope that the NFL puts things in protocols. Even, um, you know, like the NBA, they had – they had watchers, you know, around the bubble when people were moving around the bubble players and things like that. Maybe you need to have a couple, two or three NFL officials around where, you know, these players will be in these hotels and things like that. You know, preventative nature can definitely cause some better outcomes in these situations. Um, but best of luck to AK, man. I, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope the gentleman that got the injuries um, heals as well. And I hope both parties are able to move on with their life smooth sailing. Um, let's get over to that Super Bowl, man. So I've had a lot of questions about the Super Bowl, my predictions and things of that nature. Let me give a full disclosure. Mr. Burrow, I apologize for betting against you in the wild card game against the Raiders, in the divisional game against the Titans, and Definitely in the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. I look like a fool going against you at this point, bro. <laughs> I mean, it it would only be right to give you that respect to this point. But right or wrong matchups are everything. And by saying that, when I look, I'm going to, before I give my prediction, and even to this point, I'm still neck and neck with, with who I'm picking. But when I start off looking at the quarterbacks, um, I like Joe Burrow. I, actually, I love Joe Burrow. I, I might love his overall poise and his, um, you know, he got that clutch gene. You could, When you look at Joe Burrow, you can tell it's in him and it's not on him. And a lot of guys don't. If you know what that means, you know what that means. And it's in him. And... He might, he might not have the best stat line, but it come with a W. And that's and that and when you bring when you bring it to the table, that's all that's all that matters at the end of the day. And if you look at Joe Burrow's stats over this postseason, nothing flashy, nothing great. 
but the W's, and that's what matters. And and I respect Joe Burrow for that. And he's and he's a winner um, up to this point. Now my my thing is is when I look at both quarterbacks, Burrow and Stafford, I look at highs and lows. Now, while Burrow's lows aren't as low as Stafford when Stafford gets to throw in pick six and things of that nature, I'm not sure that Burrow's ceiling when when he's on is high as Stafford's. Not saying that 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 can that couldn't change in the future. Not saying that that couldn't be the case on Sunday. But we know when Stafford gets going, he's putting up monster numbers. And I'm not saying that Burrow can't do that. But I've just seen a lot, and it, maybe it's because Stafford's been in the league longer. But I'm, but I'm just taking this year alone. When when I look at the highs of Stafford and the highs of Burrow, um, I think that Stafford is a guy that does a little more in his highs than Burrow does. And with that being said, them being at home and things of that nature is gonna make, um, excuse me, Matthew Stafford. A very comfortable quarterback. Not only that, not only that, um, the Rams are favored by four and a half, which that's a lot to me. If I'm a better, I'm going to go ahead and take the Bengals to cover that. But at the same time, I, I feel like um, Stafford, Stafford's a slinger. And he's at the point now where both of the quarterbacks in my eyes are playing with house money. Obviously, Stafford needs it more because of where he's at in his career and what his career has been. But, I mean, was Stafford really supposed to be here? I mean, yeah, you could say that with the team he has around him. But at, at the same time, the NFC was wide open. He beat Brady. Um, you know, he did he did some good, very good things to get to this point. So when I, so when I look at that uh, moving forward, I just think that the highs of Stafford can uh, possibly – be a little too much for for the Bengals, especially the, the secondary, the opportunistic team. Don't get me wrong, they're opportunistic, but are they solid enough to cover Jefferson down the field? Stay with Cup the whole game, OBJ, things of that nature. Um, Higby's going to be a big loss for them, um, definitely a big loss for them. But the Bengals don't got Uzama, so, you know, it's an even playing field in that regard. And – Yep. When I look at the defenses, I look at Joe, I look, excuse me, I look at defense, I look at the Ram front seven. That's what really is, is more of a determiner for the game than anything for me. In the Tennessee game, they, um, the Bengals gave up nine sacks to the Titans and they came out with a W, um, a three, a three point win. Actually, they've had Three-point wins the whole playoffs. Every they game winning field goal each time. Wouldn't be surprised if McPherson got up there and got it done once again on the biggest stage. By the way, but with the Rams front seven and the guys they have on the back end, I find it very hard for Joe Burrow to reach those highs that I was just talking about and being able to be effective quarter one through four, which he he will need to be. If not one through four, definitely three of those quarters. And, you know, the Rams are up for the challenge. They know it's all – the defense especially knows it's it's all or nothing. You know, they brought Eric Weddle back for the playoffs. You you trade second, third-round picks for, um, I think, Von Miller. Then you get Ramsey. 
you know, so you're building to win now, especially on defense. So um, those those guys know that, and I'm sure they're licking their chops watching the films against the Titans. Now, with that being said, I said the same thing um, going into the Chiefs game. This team, this Bengals team is a team that finds a way. So will will that be the determining factor? I do believe the Rams front seven will be the determining factor. But I also feel like that defense of the Bengals can make opportunistic plays to keep this game close, whether, whether Joe Burrow is struggling or not. And um, with that being said, Aaron Donald, Gaines, um, Leonard Floyd, Vaughn Miller, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a tall task to ask every time, you know, especially because I feel like this is a game where if the run game doesn't get going really early for the Bengals, it's going to be a lot of airtime. It's going to be a lot of things going through the air. And, you know, I think that favors the Rams because they can send them dogs. And Ramsey's going to be good on the back end. One thing that, that the Rams have to worry about is one of the best receiving cores in the league in Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. Um, Shannon Sharp made a good point about Ramsey being good on bigger um, receivers. And I and I do personally agree with Shannon Sharp and what he said far as starting Jalen on T. Higgins because um, Jamar – we know it's going to be a time where he's on Jamar. But T. Higgins, to me, is almost just as dangerous because of what he can do in the middle of the field in the threat he is in the red zone. And, you know, Jamar, Jamar, like I said before, Jamar and Burrow are like Rodgers and Adam. So he's going to get his looks. He's, he's going to get his looks. So there's no need to try to just be over there early in the game. You shadow him with two, Ramsey can cover the one, you know, and you can leave it at that. When, he, when it's go time, when, when Chase proves in that game, hey, he cooking up, you go put that boy on him, and then they go from there. But you don't got to start the game. You don't got to start the game on him. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve that much respect, but I just think that secondary is good enough to be able to contain and um, or just play him early and, and do certain exotic things with their defense instead of just saying, oh, we got to put Jalen Ramsey on him the whole game. Um, because then you leave a lot of, um, you know, you leave a lot of different stuff open for the Bengals. They're able to do, they're able to do more things having two other guys on the other side. And when you can have Ramsey playing both sides being more effective than just sealing him off the whole game on chase. And, you know, that's going to be a big factor. I do, I do worry about in a big game like this, Burrow, Burrow go to what he know, and you can't blame him. Jamar Chase has been great, but I, I have a feeling that Raheem is going to cook up some stuff, and if if he's doing it a little too much, it, it might cost him. It might cost him an interception or, or something of that nature. I'm not sure if Burrow has thrown an interception this postseason. Um, let me go double-check on that. Yes, let me see. Okay, excuse me. So he's thrown two interceptions, four touchdowns this playoffs. So I mean, like I said, um, numbers are okay, not great, but W's in that column. So um, you know, with that being said, man. <clears throat> with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and 
I'm gonna go with the Rams by three or four. I, I, the number, I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm taking that bingo spread far as um the four and a half. I got the Rams by three or four. Um, I just see that defense being defense that Rams defense getting to Burrow when they need to and making just enough plays to get it done. I believe Stafford and Cup connection is stronger, strongest in the league, and they'll continue to prove that. And I see a 31-27 or a 27-24 game there in SoFi with the Rams winning and Cooper Cup becoming the um, Super Bowl MVP. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, much respect to them. If I'm wrong again, buddy, I'm going to tip my hat. I can't lie to you. It And it sucks to, to feel like I'm going against him so much because the dude done proved me wrong so much. But um, I just feel like, you know, even even just taking away off the matchup, everybody everybody first ride don't always go the way you, you think it may go. You know, this looks like the perfect Cinderella story. Kind of for kind of for both teams. I mean, honestly, you got OBJ that comes in mid-season, takes place of Robert Woods and and Vaughn Miller as well, and boom, they catapult. You got a Bengals team that has zero expectations, and they come out and win a wild card game, beat the number one seed, and beat the arguably the best quarterback in the league at Kansas City. So it's hard to go against. But I'm just not feeling going against, like I said last year, I'm not going against a home Super Bowl team. Now, with that being said, it's been two home Super Bowls in a row. I think that may never, ever happen again. That's This is uncharted territory. And I just feel like this is – the Rams can't ask to be in a better spot to win a Super Bowl. And the time is now. And I think they'll get it done. And I think that um, it'll it'll be well-deserved. And so I like both teams. I can't be mad at either team. I love to see Burrow get one. Although, you know, when you get one early, you know, obviously you see with Mahomes, it's hard to, it's hard to get back and win it. So maybe him not winning so early may be the best thing. Maybe it may be the best thing. And he comes and racks them up, you know. But with that being said, um. I'm going with the Rams. You got LSU guys on both teams that I love, and Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, OBJ. And um, it'd be nice to see all of them get one, but OBJ especially, um, what he's been through in his career, I would definitely like to – I would like to see him get one, and I think that they will win. And um, with that being said, once again, I have the Rams. And the last thing I'll say on that is – I guarantee if I am wrong, which I, like I said, I'm picking the Rams. I guarantee if the Bengals win, it will be off of McPherson field goal. It's only right. If like, seriously, like this is only right. Like what other way could they cap this story by the way, except the way that they've been doing it. Um, but yeah, man, that's what I got for y'all. I appreciate y'all tapping in. I definitely got a lot more content coming up and things of that nature. But before we get out of here, I want to let you, I wanted to get to one more thing. <clears throat> so both quarterbacks 
legacy wise, I feel like obviously Stafford needs this more. Um, you know, this will this will kind of solidify him, you know, and obviously people are gonna say, well, damn, this was Detroit's wrongdoing this whole time if he wins the Super Bowl. On the other hand, if Burrow wins, people are gonna look at him the way they looked at Mahomes because he's on that same trajectory. Um, year two starter, Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP beat the best quarterback um, in Patrick Mahomes, arguably. So you have to tip your hat to him. I just would say you would have to see the follow-up. You know, I don't think he would fall off, but getting back there, making deep playoff runs, it'll it'll never – I'm not saying this year it was easy, but it'll never be as – smooth sailing as it was this season for them. And what I mean by that is when you're the hunter and you're not being hunted, it's different. When you're the hunted, people play you differently. When when people can make a name, they're going to play you differently. Um, they're going to do different things. The Bengals have been the Bengals forever. And Joe Burrow has came and changed that. And, and that alone, regardless if he wins or lose, Will will change it. Will change that franchise and his legacy forever. But I just feel like, um, you know, I'm I'm a little weary when 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 quarterbacks get there early. Not saying that they're still not great because Rodgers is still great. Mahomes is. Um, you know, a lot a lot of quarterbacks. You know, Mahomes is obviously younger and he has a lot more time. But, you know, not saying he can't still be great, but just to follow up on the accolades of winning championships just because you win one early, I think that's uh, I think that's a little field. I think that when, when you win is when you win, and that doesn't necessarily project the, the pro, have projection on how much you're going to win in the future. Um, you just have to keep building on that. And I think that Stafford, this is do or die for Stafford's legacy far as the win. Um, but him making the Super Bowl definitely does mean something. And that's that's how I feel about those two quarterbacks, man. You got Stafford that could really solidify his legacy and stamp him being an elite quarterback. And then you got Joe Burrow um, trying to climb up a, a Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks very early with the early success that he's had and even be able to say that he's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. So you got two sides of the stick. I like both guys. I like both teams, to be honest. Um, I don't really care for the being, I don't really care for the Bengals defense, I guess I would say, but as a team, I do like them. And I, I like what the Rams do as well. So I made the best team win on Sunday. Like I said, I got the Rams to win. You can take the Rams money line. Then I'm going to go Bengals. Plus four and a half. That's um that's sweet to me. And um yeah, man. So I pre like I said, I appreciate y'all tapping in to Bontroversial. Gonna definitely be making some changes here soon as far as visuals and things like that. Please stay tapped in and I do my part as well to bring back up the consistency and the frequency of the content. And I wish everybody a blessed rest of their week, rest of their month and year, man. I know we all grinding to something and I hope everybody dreams, goals, and aspirations come through through hard work, perseverance. And I appreciate y'all tapping in, man. Make sure you go on Spotify. You could check out the podcast on YouTube, Breaker, Apple Music. And I appreciate y'all once again, man. It's your boy B. I'm out.